This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. When reports come out and say you're infatuated with a guy like Pitts, uh, is that legitimate or do you just not like... Legitimate. Huh? Not legitimate. When I say it, I am anybody in this draft who's uh, impressed. <clears throat> okay? Probably an exaggeration is fascinating. I may have used the word myself. But the point is, it's a, it's a distortion uh, for this draft and where we are there. It implies something that's just not the case. We're not going to go in there and, and uh, spend uh, uh, spend inordinate uh, val- uh, collateral or value to maneuver up there so that we can get pit. Hey, are we in the Supreme Court right now, Jerry Jones? <laughs> Can you tone it down a little bit? We're talking about a tight end. It's just relax. That's what I love about what Jerry Jones, man. right now? <laughs> I mean, is this on C-SPAN? It doesn't matter. Dallas is always like, we'll just always, some, as long as Jerry Jones around, still remind me of the show Dallas. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like an episode of yeah, that. Yeah. Every time Jerry talks. Yep. Now you're too young to remember that. Who, who, uh, who shot JR, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Is that what it was? Yeah. I'm too young. Yeah. I am too young, though, for sure. There's an episode. I just, know, I just know who shot JR or something like that. <laughs> uh, it was a Brent, dream, right? Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Brett Martin, okay. Austin Lane, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Holy cow, it's been a long time since we've had this guy in this dude right here jason fitz spain and fitz cspn radio all across the country we have good news for you jason fitz not only are you back with us for a couple minutes but mm-hmm. we just heard from jesse palmer who's got a gig with the food network and he's getting you on chopped austin made it happen we need a cut or at least front row seats wait 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 wait. like uh, like jesse and i like i won't say we're buddies but you know I'm I'm literally now while I'm talking to you pulling up Jesse Palmer on my phone, so I'm I'm texting him if this is really happening. It did no, happen. We had that live radio just about ten minutes ago. Austin it kind of pushed it now. I did, and, and I said don't make any promises, but it felt like he was making a bit of a promise. <laughs> that is, you know what? If Jesse doesn't get me on chopped, then he better watch out. Like when he's on set, like I might just have to sneak up there and give him a little shove. <laughs> give him a little shove. <laughs> Now, speaking of watching out, let's just say, let's address the elephant in the room, Jason, okay? We we had your esteemed co-host, Sarah Spain, on uh, about a month ago now, maybe two months ago, and, and she had a juicy pit of, a bit of information to share about one of your uh, biggest takes, I guess, um, in cinema. And the take was, is that you are not a Chris Farley fan. Now, keep in mind who you're talking to. I grew up in Iola, Wisconsin, just down the road from Marquette University. When people say who's from Marquette, they say Chris Farley first and Dwayne Wade second, okay? <laughs> and fun fact, these days when kids get born in Wisconsin hospitals, each parent is gifted uh, a, a box set, a DVD box set of Tommy Boy and the Black Sheep uh, joint cut. And every single baby in Wisconsin gets that because we love our Chris Farley. This is your chance to make up for what you said or for what Sarah Spain said that you said where you don't like Chris Farley. Please explain yourself. I mean... Here's what we just learned. We just learned what's wrong with babies that are born in Wisconsin. I mean, we're talking about, look, one one note over and over and over again, that is Chris Farley. Like, he's he's the 80s singer that sort of grates on your nerves, and after the second song, you're like, I'm done. Like, yes, we can all admit that Van Down by the River is funny, and Fat Guy in a Little Coat's okay. Like, we got a couple of moments, but let's not turn a couple of moments into some greatness here. It's a little like... Like Adam Adam Sandler, like a little same thing. Like well, we got one note from that whole era. Like 
It's just one note over and over and over again. Not even particularly a great note. You're better than this, all right? You deserve better humor than this. I'll say you, Austin Lane. I don't deserve better humor than that. That was my no. college movie bits, all right? <laughs> so I watch it 500 times. Hey, you know what? I'm not mad at Jason Fitz right now. I got nothing else to say. I'm just a little disappointed. He stood up to you. I'm just, a, you know, what? disappointed. He did, and you know what? I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little disappointed that we're here now. We were on to such a great start and everything. We just text, we had text Jesse Palmer back and tell him to take him off. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Chris Farley is definitely a former Saturday Night Live member. Like, I'll give you that. You know. <laughs> Even he's a former Saturday Night Live member, and that's it. The end, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, look, one of one of my buddies now uh, years ago, I, I was walking off stage after I played what I thought was a particularly good show, and I walked up to him like, "Hey, man, how, how what'd you think?" You know, and I respect him, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, you're playing everything I heard it was," and that's all he had to say. So you know, that's, that's Jason, I'm just I'm, I'm just letting you know. Right now, man, you better hope to your lucky stars that the Wisconsin Badgers never become a top five team in college football. Because if college game day finds themselves there and you find yourselves in the middle of Madison, Wisconsin, I'm going to put the word out. And you're going to say, hey, Austin, can you tell your people to kind of – and I'm going to be like, sorry, bro, can't help you, man. Good luck with that. Just to let you I'm know, telling it's you, not a threat, Jason. I'm just saying it might happen. I'm just letting you know, like, I've had some nights I do not remember on that campus. And okay. so, you know, I've got a lot of love for for the overall. Like, I, I'm a guy that will go badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom anytime. Uh, <laughs> but I'm out. I'm, I'm out on Chris Farley, completely out on Chris Farley. I love that. I'm, we still, I'm still thinking about this chop thing, by the way, guys. If I get on chop, it's getting added to the tattoo. Like, it is going on the arm. Oh, wow. Like, we're adding chop to the tattoo. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I get on chop, that you put that on the arm, uh, the the, the tattoo. So, you, you know, might be adding to the ink because of you guys. I'm not mad at that. that happens. I'm we're not in a lifetime that. membership friend club of Jason I'm Fitz. I'm not mad at that. Or another. And I'm going to get Chris Farley tattoo, so I can't wait. Hey, it cool. is the eve of the draft. How excited are you for Jacksonville? Yeah, I, I think Jacksonville is in this rare opportunity to, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm with you guys and because I love you guys so much. I think Jacksonville is in the rare opportunity to reinvent a franchise overnight. And we have become so obsessed with every other storyline that we have forgotten the most important storyline of this draft for, for in many ways, which is a can't miss in my mind quarterback prospect is going to come out. And not only that, but the fact that they're picking at the top of the second round as well, like there is opportunity for this team to get staggeringly better overnight. And that is a rare, rare thing. Most of the time, when you're picking first overall, you have a little bit of trepidation about can you maximize it, can you make the most of it. This year, there are so many prospects that are going to free fall in the first round of the draft because of uncertainty around opt-outs. There are so many guys that would usually be gone by 15, 16 that are going to be sitting there at 28, 29. I can't tell you realistically a reason why Jacksonville doesn't come out with just Trevor Lawrence, but also another amazing starter out of that first pick of the second round like this weekend we'll reinvent the jacks jason my eyes will be on your las vegas raiders and they will be on it because at pick number 25 i want the jaguars to take trevon merrick okay i'm I'm a big safety proponent on a 3-4 defense i think he's versatile he could be great for the jacksonville jaguars but i am a little bit worried that las vegas might get it in their you know realm to take merrick where do you stand on that? Do they attack maybe a linebacker more than a safety? Or could Javon Merrick sensibly go to the Raiders? 
And by the way, you're totally right. I, I completely glossed over the 25th pack for the pick for the Jags. The Jags can come out of this thing with three starters. Uh, here's the unfortunate thing for you. Uh, the Raiders have a habit of picking for need. It's what they do every year. They needed a left, left tackle when they picked Colton Miller. They needed a defensive end when they picked Lee Furrow. Like, they don't always pick the right guy, according to some people, but they pick for need. That's the way the team goes. So they have two glaring needs at this point. One would be, obviously, safety, and the other is a right tackle. And unfortunately for what you want, I believe that the right tackle situation is far deeper than safety. There are two safeties in this draft that can start. Richie Grant and Trayvon Merring are the two guys that I think I look at and say, yeah, they're, they're day one starters. So if you're the Raiders, you can't wait until your next pick at 48 to rely on getting one of those two guys. I think they'll both be gone by then. So I think they have to reach a little bit. I think Merring is the 17th overall pick to the Raiders. And that means that if the Jags are looking in safety range, that Grant becomes somebody that they really need to consider. The question is, can they wait till 45 to pick him up? And that's that might be a little late to wait. They might get a little impatient, but man, it will give them opportunity. Yeah, it's a neat position for the Jags, but maybe less of a need than it is for the Raiders. You can get yeah. much better if you get Merrig or Grant, if you're the Jags, an upgrade. But they do have Jared Wilson, who's played the position. So it's they not do. like they're vacant in the position. And they also have a lot of other needs. It's a 1-15 team. So that is going to be really interesting to watch, especially with the depth or lack thereof at safety and at defensive line, two positions the Jags could use to upgrade. Jason Fitz from Spain and Fitz with us right now on ESPN 690. Good to uh, visit once again with Jason. Well, Teddy Bridgewater traded away today. I thought going into this draft months ago and before they traded for Sam Darnold, Carolina was the most interesting team. Then they went away for a little bit. They had Bridgewater and Darnold, now they're back. I think they're interesting again. What did they do today that maybe pivoted the way they could attack the draft tomorrow? Well, I think the first thing they did by trading Teddy Bridgewater is they told Sam Darnold, hey, this is yours. We're going to let you run this thing. And I think that's kind of important when you're talking about somebody that's come out of the sort of level of butt kicking he took in New York, right? So uh, a vote of confidence is a good thing for a young quarterback that's trying to figure out this next chapter in his career. So I like that moment a lot. And, you know, I think this is as much as anything about the Broncos saying, hey, we've got to figure something out. We don't think a quarterback's going to be available for us. If I'm Carolina, I am desperately looking for a way to trade down. I mean, uh, there is at least a shot that, depending on how it goes, if the Falcons surprise us all and we see quarterbacks go in the top four, then I'm presuming the Bengals will be smart and take uh, Panay uh, Sewell at five, although they may take Jamar Chase, and then the Dolphins will take uh, whichever one of those isn't taken. So the Panthers have a real shot at eight at looking at somebody like a Kyle Pitts if he's still around, and they also have the shot at, at getting really, frankly, any defensive player they want on the entire board. So uh, they have a lot of equity, but if Justin Fields starts to fall, somebody's going to overpay to move up. I think the Panthers are primed to actually pick up more draft equity through this process and build a better defense through the thick of the middle of the first round. So uh, Carolina is in a very interesting situation. I think Sam Darnold is going to get a real opportunity to go out and prove he can be a quarterback in this league. And it's going to be frustrating for the Jets to watch Sam Darnold be, even if he's just mediocre, while they're trying to figure out how to make Zach Wilson good in New York, which I don't think is going to be an experiment that works out. As we talk about you know, what Carolina is going to do, they're more of the exciting team compared to Denver, who now gets Teddy Bridgewater. But I think it begs the question from the Denver Broncos' perspective. What is their plan going to be? Like, Is Teddy Bridgewater going to be the guy now? Because I'm not sure how many chances John Elway can get to get this quarterback situation right. We actually broke it down last week a little bit yeah. of, 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 of all the misses, misses that John Elway's been a, you know, associated with now they put at him the quarterback a position. Bit with Patton sure, being but, the GM, but still, but, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he has some say in it, yeah, let's okay. just say. 
What do you think is going to happen with the Broncos now? Do they still go after a quarterback in this draft, or is it Team Teddy and Drew Locke, and we'll see what happens from there? Well, as a Raiders fan, I sure hope they go Team Teddy and Drew Locke. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, uh, this is a fair. You guys are right. John Elway is out of uh, lives at this point. I don't know how. No matter what a legend you were as a player, I don't know how the fan base and ownership continues to just allow him to get that one position so wrong. And I also don't understand why you made a move like this today when the draft is tomorrow for a six-round draft pick. Like, at least leave your, your board open to the possibility of Justin Fields coming in. But if they do that now, then they've ruined any value they would have for, for Drew Locke in this process. Like, I don't, I don't understand what they're trying to do at the quarterback position. I don't think they have a plan. I, I think in the draft, obviously, they have needs on the offensive line. They can get a great one there. They have needs at corner. They can have their pick of any of the corners that are available. So, I, I mean, I could see them going that way. But uh, if Justin Fields is falling, uh, how can the Broncos not say yes to him as, as a quarterback? I, I don't. I just don't understand what their path is. It feels like they're doing the classic throw spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks method. We're going to let you run here in a moment, but i got to follow up real quick to something you said. You're not a believer in Zach Wilson, then? You don't think he's the fit for the Jets and going to uh, be one of these great quarterbacks? No, I, I, we love Zach because he uh, he throws with interesting arm ang- angles, and that's the Patrick <laughs> Mahomes effect, right? But the reality of it is our stats and info group had some numbers on it recently. No, No quarterback made more out-of-pocket, out-of-schedule plays last year than Zach Wilson. You don't get to do that in the NFL. Like, you're just – you can't bank on running around until guys get open in the NFL, and there's so little proof of concept. And, I, you know, I talk to people around BYU. I've asked people to cover the team. Why the big jump of production? And the answer is he just really hunkered down and realized he needed to put more work into the craft before last season. And that also is not something that really hits me. Like, so you just decided that that was where you wanted to go, and now we're going to value you over Justin Fields? Like, I think Zach Wilson is a – he's not as hit or miss as Trey Lance, but he's close. And as much as I want the kid to succeed, you you then factor in the fact that he's going into the pressure cooker in New York. That is is not an enviable position. Yeah, we said it. It's a boom or bust deal. The boom could be good, and and billboards in Times Square, the bust could be uh uh-oh time again for New York. Jason Fitz, we going to talk to him anymore, or is this kind of saying goodbye? That's about it for Jason. for a while. Hey, let's get back. Like, guys, I'm – here, I'm around. You want to get back on the bush? Yeah. Let me know. Let's do it. Let's hang out. The whole Chris we'll, talk about we'll, good, we'll talk about good SNL members sometime. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, man? He only played one song, but Dan was one of the best songs of all time. Almost like a Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky, if you ever heard of that song before. Nah, it can just, be just done. Just because you're fat doesn't mean you're funny. All right? Just because you're fat doesn't mean you're funny. It helps. What's up, Zach Alpinakis? <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Not either. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Jason Fitz, we love you, man. Good to talk to you again, and uh, have fun with the draft. Miss you guys. You guys are the best. Thanks. All right. That's Jason Fitz, Bain Fitz. Check him out uh, here on ESPN 690 in town uh, and, of course, all across the country on ESPN Radio. We always have a lot of fun with Jason. It has been a while. It's uh, been a long time. You know time. what I like about Fitz there is he's like, we couldn't talk him out of that. Like yeah. he's he's no listen. And by he's, the way, like we're me. talking about a guy who's passed. I know, you know. Yeah. And usually everybody's back. nice to them. call them fat, Brent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Farley, man. Yeah. I, and, how and could I'm not, you like, not? I don't even know funny. Like I'm the worst guy. Yeah. that knows funny. Like no, you come I, on, man. Yeah, but I'm not. Like I will say this. Like. uh like, I think Adam Sandler's funny. Like, I've been to a show before. Yeah. But I don't think, like, it's all funny. Like, it's mm-hmm. a little much at times. Like, sure. I, that humor. Um, 
See, it just doesn't do it for me like every time because they have to always try to be. I just thought Farley was great. And again, it was my college movie, but like yeah. I wasn't a Saturday Night Live guy. When he was on Saturday Night Live and some of the skits that he did, I wanted to see him. Like that, I went to see him because of Farley. Absolutely. So I was a big Farley guy, even though I'm not like in the funny realm. I'm not a good critic of the funny, you know? No, but I, no, I think, but even though you're, you're critical, you're a casual funny guy, and that's even better for Chris Farley. No, I just think that the way that he, you know, he went about his business, you know, perfecting his craft of comedy it, it was so relatable like he almost reminded you of like somebody you went to high school with but then to like the nth degree where it's amplified like that to me is what made chris farley so great like he wasn't even really trying to be sometimes he'd be loud and boisterous and use a lot of body movements but it was just he, he had the gift of even if he's just talking in a normal voice he was still hilarious i thought yeah i agree with you. yeah uh he opened his mouth and it, it was funny it was but, funny uh, yeah. I, I appreciate fitz sticking to his guns on no thank you i respect it bottom line is if we got to get fitz on chopped i think you should be at least in the front row and that you'd like to be maybe even a partner with him on that show. Not going to be a partner with him, Brent. That's way too much pressure on me. That's all. You, you think I'm going to embarrass myself on cable TV? No, we're all good, but I'm being the crowd heckling him. That's interesting. You don't hear too many folks saying now, off the Zach Wilson train. Yeah. You know, what's yeah. really interesting about this draft, okay, is Trevor Lawrence got all the hype, hype, hype for three years. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of put – Jags get the number one overall pick. We put Trevor Lawrence aside. Mm-hmm. And not we, but we didn't, of course. But but everybody else didn't. Said, okay, there, he's going there, mm-hmm. and it's a can't miss, can't miss, can't miss. It's a great, great find. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, Jacksonville's lucky. Mm-hmm. Then what happened is we thought it was Fields, and we, it could, could be Lance, and it could be Wilson. And it's like, who are the Jets going to take? Well, then there was like this month and a half of momentum for Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson. And you got even guys like Chris Sims saying, I think he's better than Lawrence, and which he's out of his mind, but to, to project them that way. But so, so much so that now we've dropped Zach Wilson. Like, I don't even hear Zach Wilson's name mentioned much. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because everybody's convinced he's going to New York. Mm-hmm. Well, so now we've moved on to San Francisco moving up. Lance, Fields, Mac Jones. We've moved on to that because that was a tough one to figure out. Mm-hmm. We don't really know. But in that whole interim there over the last probably some six to eight weeks now, it feels like. It's probably not that much, but probably four to six weeks. We don't hear anybody talking much about Wilson, criticizing much about Wilson. Uh, It's just kind of like, okay, he's there. We'll see what happens now. So it's interesting to hear Fitz say that about Zach Wilson. Mm. And when he talked like that, in my mind, and I'll keep thinking this is not personality-wise, all right, but in my mind I thought of a guy like Manziel guy that made a lot of off-platform plays, and can you rely on that in the NFL? Sure. And used his legs, and but had some real fun flair to him, right? That got you excited. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, had a whole bunch of boom or bust potential. Now, some of that was off-the-field stuff, oh, yeah, okay? And that doesn't come with Zach Wilson, so I want to be fair to him here. I'm not trying to link him in that way. But from a style point of view, I almost wonder, does Zach Wilson have a little bit of Johnny Manziel in terms of the style of play? Now, what we don't know is if Manziel had it all up to, in his head together, could he have worked in the NFL? We just never got that answer. No, you know? we never got to see that. You know, it also begs the question, because you're right, Brent, you know, like, we all we all know Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. Okay, for, far from the Jacksonville media, then okay, at the national level, okay, that's end of that news cycle. Let's go on to the next one. I guess we all know that Zach Wilson's going to the New York Jets. The question is though, how do we truly know that? Like what what has happened? I guess or, or like who said what? Where it's like okay, well now we're on at San Francisco because it's not like the Jets have come out and said or Robert Salas come out and said, yeah, oh, yeah, Zach Wilson's our guy. 
It's not like we've heard any rumors or any cryptic well, things. I from do think, though, do we hear something? I, think the, I, I, well, I haven't heard it as much, but I heard some folks. The underbelly there is they've basically been not shying away okay. from the fact that it is Zach Wilson. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, then there you go. I, I just I haven't, you know, like Urban Meyer is kind of he's hinted, yes. right? This organization as they should. He's hinted it's so obvious. much that they almost had to come out back this week and say, "Well, we've done some work on this guy and this sure, guy." Sure, sure, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now I, I don't follow the, the New York Jets because why would I? I mean, I follow them from a distance, but. I don't know if they've really given out those cryptic things where it's like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, he's yeah. a guy, but we thought, I don't know if that's happened or not. Yeah, it'd be a real stunner. Obviously, the stunner of stunners would be Trevor Lawrence not being taken number well, one. But it wouldn't, don't be even put that far, in the universe. wouldn't be far behind yeah. of Zach Wilson not being taken number two. Yeah. And again, if you go back eight, six, eight weeks ago, you could simply say, I don't know who they're taking. Mm-hmm. It could be Justin Fields. It could be Zach Wilson. It could be Trey Lancey. But now it's such a foregone conclusion that it would become a major surprise mm-hmm. if they went in a different direction. So uh, pretty interesting to see. Hey, Jags fans, you can win a chance to meet the pick courtesy of TIAA Bank. Just visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick to register each day through draft night. No purchase required to enter or win. For eligibility and other details, see the official rules at TIAABank.com slash meet the pick. I got to run. I'm going to sit down with uh, Jags owner Shad Khan right now, and we'll have some of that for you, of course, tomorrow on the show. I'll have some of that for you tonight on TV on CBS 47 and Fox 30 leading into our specials all day long. Hopefully, I might join you later in the show just as a quick little recap from our conversation in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, uh, Stuart Weber's up in Cleveland, so might hear from him. Uh, Shock your mock, final one. You ready to roll? Ready to roll, man. We're going to go out in style, everybody. One final shock your mock, and then we close the books up for the season and wait till next year. All right, uh, let's do it when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brett Martineau. This is an email. Why is WWE wrestling not being shown on Friday night? Austin Lane. Thank you very much. Read it right now. Read it right now. This could I be just for me. did. Why oh, is WWE? That's, that's it. I mean, that's it? why I thought. I don't know. I mean, Roman's only five. I don't know how many sentences he can make. Yeah, Smart some, kid. Somebody but... might have proofread it for him. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Can I make that guarantee right now on your show? Yes. Just we'll fill the vacuum up right now. Okay. His fifth-year option will be picked up. Okay. Guarantee it. That, that was, that's as good as the Jim Harbaugh guarantee in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Another time Bo chewed him out, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, back in the day. So there's nothing to the fact that this hasn't happened to this point in time. Nothing. There's nothing to the fact, no. Am I a little upset because Kuz gave me the hardest one of all time? Yes. Do I know who that was? Absolutely not. It was from a radio show I've never heard before because that guy's voice was not familiar. That was a call I've never Eisen heard before. Oh, Good Tyson? Oh, and who Who's the and guy called in? The person that's on it yes. said their name. My bad. I was trying to prepare for Shock Your Mock, so I, you know. Who was it, Kuz? Harbaugh. Oh, that was Jim or John? Jim. G- that was Jim Harbaugh. Well, he said it's a Jim Harbaugh. Guarantee. Okay. Well, but what John is that? Harbaugh, yeah, that's what confused me, too. I mean, did you guarantee you're going to beat Ohio State? Because that hasn't been done in, <laughs> in a while. Hasn't been done, seems like, since I was in diapers. But okay. And what, I'm going to say I think it was John. What were they talking about? I think he was making a joke about his brother. Okay. Is I what got I think. You. Because the problem is the, the, the prep sheet that we get, it just says Harbaugh. Yeah. And it says Baltimore. 
but he said Jim, so there's confusion. Word on the street, and I don't want to start rumors or anything, but I've heard from a few people that growing up, that Jim Harbaugh is the one to watch out for in terms of getting in a fight with. I've heard that Jim Harbaugh is the last guy you want to see in a dark alley. Now, John, obviously, I'm sure, too. But I heard that Jim Harbaugh, man, it's a tough you-know-what. And we'll just leave it cookie at Not going to call another dude a tough cookie. <laughs> Not good for my brand, Coos, but if you want to do that, hey. That's your prerogative, dude. You do do whatever you want to do. I'm just going to call him, call him a tough you-know-what. And speaking of being a tough you-know-what, it's been a long year, everybody. Shock your mock season. It was in full effect. For those of you wondering, yes, we're going to have a show tomorrow, obviously. Going to be at the stadium. Going to be deep down in the atmosphere. Feel that energy. Feel the vibes as the Jaguars get ready to welcome Trevor Lawrence in that 25th pick on a Thursday night. But this... This is the last shock your mock of the year, everybody. You know, it's almost bittersweet. We've reached our crescendo. It's time to pack up, move out, and wait till next year. It was fun. It was stressful. Probably more stressful than fun a lot. I'm glad that me and Coos are still on good terms. Wanted to punch you in the face a couple times for not hitting those buttons. Shout out to to Stone Cold Steve Austin, or uh, what, uh, we call him Stone Silverware, whatever, Steve Austin, for up and out when Coos was gone. Shout out to Casey. Didn't have a nickname. Didn't stay around long enough to get a nickname, but shout out to Casey for pushing the right buttons as well. And shout out to all of you for tuning in. So with that being said, everybody, for one last time, Coos, and you got that button ready, I know you do, you better get those thumbs up. Let's get into Shock Your Mock. He is none other than the Shock Master! On a shock, yo, mock! We're gonna shock, yo, mock! Brutality, don't you think? Shocking. On a shock, yo, mock! We're gonna shock! Shocking upset. I feel shocked. Shock, yo, mock. We're gonna shock, yo, mock. I am shocked. I mean, I am shocked. That's what I mean. I am. So, a few house cleaning items before we get into shock your mock. Number one, I see everybody out there saying, hey, Austin, let's see your mock draft. You know, you should shock yourself. You should see what you bring to the table. Let's establish something right now. There will be no mock draft from me. Not now, not ever. Okay? Do you think David Copperfield goes around Las Vegas and shows how he does his tricks? No. David Copperfield keeps his mouth shut, and he lets you enjoy the magic. You think David Copperfield's in the middle of, I don't know, the wind bar saying, hey, I'll tell you how I levitate. I got ropes. I got clear rope. No. Because David Copperfield has a great set of hair and is professional to the nth degree. So I will not be showing my mock draft. I will not be showing you how the sausage is made, how the magic is done. You can use your imagination of what the best mock draft would look like, and that's what I would bring to the table. So let's put that question to bed. Now, 
with Shakir Mock, obviously there was a couple of people that didn't get their just due. Right. There's a couple people that unfortunately got their mocks in late or didn't use the proper hashtag. We have not forgotten about you. As I see on the screen right now, it says stands P. This guy looks super intimidating, by the way, if you're watching on our YouTube channel or Facebook or Twitch or whatever. Super intimidating. Might have all the nightmares. Let's move on. Let's be professional. Let's be David Copperfield. Anyways, we're going to feature a couple of people today it's gonna be like a like a real fast round of shock your mock to i guess it's essentially the ones that didn't get picked right the bottom of the barrel if we're drinking the best bourbon you know like a, a gentleman i mean it's not the best but like, kind of like a gentleman jack top-notch bourbon well these guys are like keystone like Right, kind of at the bottom of the barrel, but you're still selling it. It's still entertaining, so you drink it but because you're in college. But is it really that good? Probably not. Are you crushing your liver? Absolutely, but it is what it is. That's where we're at right now. And in doing so, and being the last shock your mock of the year, going to add a little special twist to it. We talked about Chris Farley earlier on the show. We talked about SNL and Jason Fitz might be banned for life from the show with his comments regarding Chris Farley. But if you ever watch SNL, Kuz, you watch SNL? I watch clips of SNL. You've never seen a full episode ever? No. But you're, but, but, but you're watching, like, what was that show you were talking to me about on Netflix that you're all about? The Circle? The Circle. Well, where the Circle. Where it's like social media and they got to guess who's not it, well, real. I was, only, I was only bringing it up because the guy mm. had a Jags jersey on. Sure, but, but, but you're still watching that show and you haven't watched yeah. SNL? Okay. Okay. You know. That aside, you should check it out on Netflix sometime. I'm all set. They, they paying you to say that? No. They paying you to say that? <laughs> no. I hope they are. If you're looking for a show to watch, it's a decent. People, <laughs> we'll get into this later because Brent's <laughs> gone. So let's go ahead and table that conversation for later on in the show. But I like to end it with the SNL tribute. And what happens is when a when a host closes out SNL, what do they do? They thank everybody, and that song plays in the background. You don't know the name of the song, but you recognize the song, right? So here's what we're going to do for Shock Your Mock today. We're going to play the song, going to shock some people. I'm going to say some thank yous, and then we're going to live our lives, move on to Trevor Lawrence tomorrow night and company, and have a great weekend. All right? Coos, hit that song. What a ride it's been, everybody. Oh, I see you out there. What a ride it's been, man been a, a humbling and a fantastic opportunity. Kuz put the first mock draft up so I can rip them apart. I want to thank ASMR. want to thank Charlie Wilson. want to thank Keith Sweat. I want to thank Justin Kuzart, a.k.a. Kuz, for pushing all the right buttons. I know sometimes, man, I, I get off the rails a little bit and I get off the handles, but you're a trooper through this whole thing, man, and without you, this thing can't go. You push all the right buttons, including the shock your mock. Stay P had his mock draft here. Uh, Travis Etienne, a little too high for my liking. Marvin Wilson, what are you thinking? Elijah Molden, yeah, yeah, we'll see maybe. Josh Palmer, never heard of him. Kendrick Green, hey, that guy's from Illinois. What are you doing right now? Interior defensive line besides Marvin Wilson, we got Bobby Brown, Texas A&M. Overall, pretty crappy mock draft. That's why you never got your own mock draft segment. Who's next one, please? And in doing so, I want to...
to thank Amazon Prime and AWS and Jeff Bezos. I want to thank Brent Martineau for getting the T-shirts and being the, 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 the shock your mock spotter, if you will. I want to thank Hall of Fame Steph for doing Brent Martineau's job and mailing those T-shirts out. Steph, we couldn't have done it without you. Thanks for being the fan. I want to thank you. I want to thank the practice of yoga. Kuz, is the next mock draft up yet? We got another thumb up. I want to thank Pat Frymuse Twitter. Man, is that thing barren. Man, is that thing bland. But we got the job done. I want to thank Apple GarageBand for, for providing the medium, the space for the Shock Your Mock theme song. What do we got here? We got Money Gang Loco. Hey, dude, put a shirt on in your Twitter, Abby. Unless you want to show your back like I do, I'm showing my back in my Twitter picture. And my shirt is off because I'm at the beach, not standing in my bathroom. Well, regardless of that, though, Trevor Lawrence, Trevon Merrick, Tevin Jenkins, pick number 33. Trash! Uh, Pat Frymuth, number 45. Elijah Moore, 65. Not going to fall that long. Didn't use AWS. Not listening to the show. No way Brevin Jordan goes 106. No way Raman Yaman Jaman Davis goes pick 130. This isn't even a real mock draft. This guy was trying to troll us. Coos, get this guy out of here and put on a T-shirt. It won't be a shocking mock T-shirt because you didn't get it in time. My bad. I also want to thank my wife for letting me brainstorm the Shocky Mock theme song. She was so not impressed. She was trying to watch Catfish, the TV show. Really crappy show. One of the worst shows of all time. Not like SNL, which I get SNL kind of lost its luster a little bit. But RIP Chris Farley nonetheless. Uh, I want to thank... I don't want to thank Daniel Jeremiah for causing me to get bumped from my own segment on my own show. But then I want to thank Daniel Jeremiah for coming on the next day, even though it was all Brent Martineau's fault and not my fault. But he was a good sport about it. So thanks to Daniel Jeremiah. I want to thank Anime. Because we got another one. We got Teal Tongue coming up. Lay it on me. He said, and play the song back because we're not done. We're, we're going this again. We're doing it again. Oh, everybody, I see you out there. It's good to say. It's been a fun time, everybody. What can I say? We did our stuff. We had some laughs. I got stressed out a little bit. Hey, Teal Tongue, uh, at Travis Nut, wasn't an old tackle I was comfy with at 170. So imagine thinking that you're going to be comfy at 170 with anything. But let's get into it. Trevor Lawrence, Christian Barmore, yep, Trevon Merrick, not going to fall to 33. Get real. Pat Fryer with 45. Joseph, I said, okay, yep, yep. Uh, Sean Wade, can't even read this because Kuz messed it up. But Kuz is making me upset after I just thanked him. After I just thanked him for doing such a good job. And I can't see what position these guys play. I love it. That guy's name is way too long. I pick 145. Josh, I'm in a mouth. Javon Hawkins, Jimmy Morrissey. I don't know. It's too late, Coos. Get it off the screen. You, no, I fixed you, it. You blew it. Nope. Get it off the screen. It's taking up my time. Taking up my... And we're off the rails. Real quick, though, everybody, I want to thank Anime. Uh, I want to thank Death Note, uh, Naruto, Seven Deadly Sins, except the last season, because the last season, it was kind of trash on Netflix. I want to thank Hunter Hunter, not Hunter x Hunter. I want to thank Dragon Ball Z and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. I want to thank the local Ford dealership. I want to thank Lipitor for helping me with my blood pressure through this whole thing. I want to thank Millennials. No thanks to that fool who picked Zach Wilson as the number one pick who did not get a T-shirt. I want 
to thank Guerrilla Warfare and for the bosses not listening to the show after I had that one day where I swore a couple times. Thank God they weren't listening. I'm untouchable, baby. I'm like that guy from Lethal Weapon who has diplomatic immunity. And most importantly, and I can't say this enough, I want to thank the fans out there for making Shock Your Mock possible. You're the lifeblood. You're the engine. I'm just the medium, right? I'm just calling it like I see it, but you guys make this thing go. It's been so cool in two years how far this thing has come. I can't wait to year number three and beyond. The sky's the limit for us, guys, and it's not just me. It's all of us, so thanks to all the fans out there. Hey, Mr. Pico Boulevard, get Grant Delpit out of the comments. I don't think so. And that's it, everybody. Have a great night. I love you. We'll see you again real soon. This has been the last edition of Shocker Mock. And I'm sure Brett Martin was here. He would say something, too. But he's not. So it is what it is. Y'all have a good one. The show's not over, but Shocker Mock's over for the season. It's been a great one, everybody. I need you right now to talk your talk. Tell us why you are the best receiver in this draft. Because everybody else got something to say. But only you know the truth. What makes you different than all of the other wideouts? And I can do everything inside, outside. You can put me on special teams. I mean, there's nothing I can do. No job is too big. So, I mean, like, whatever you want me want to plug me in it, I mean, I can do that. So, I feel like that just gives me an advantage. Okay. NFL wide receiver hopeful Devontae Smith-Kuz. Thumbs are up. Thumbs are up. I mean, the guy, listen, I, I don't know where he trained for his pro day. I don't know who schooled him in on the things to say. But when a first-round pick and a, a first-round wide receiver at that says, hey, I want to play special teams. I want to go where I can contribute. Now, let's be honest. We're not going to put Devontae Smith on every single special teams. He could be a gunner or something like that. But he's not going to be a wedge buster. You're not going to put him on a kickoff team. I would hope not, at least. But he's saying all the right things. That's what coaches love. Coaches love a guy who is willing to go above and beyond for the team. You know, if you're a, a fifth-round, sixth-round pick or you're an undrafted free agent, you make your living on special teams for a while. Like, that's kind of had a, how I had to earn my stripes a little bit. And then, you know, Derek Harvey went through his, his whole ordeal with the organization where, you know, they weren't happy with him. And eventually I took his spot. But you make your bread in special teams, and you get noticed in special teams. And if you do your job there, then you have a chance to, you know, get promoted and all that stuff. But the fact that a guaranteed first-round pick is, is saying those types of things, now whether he means it or not, <laughs> I'm not sure. If I was a first-round wide receiver, I wouldn't be playing special teams. But, hey, to each their own. But um, it goes to show you the, the mindset that he's bringing to the table. And teams are going to absolutely fall in love with that. Austin Lane here, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Kuz pushing all the right buttons. Brent Martineau on the TV side of things, I think, doing an interview with Shad Khan right now. So um, we wait with bated breath to, to hear how that went. Hopefully Brent doesn't lose his credentials and ask Shad Khan the wrong questions. I doubt he will. He's always a professional. That's why he's doing the interview. And I'm not doing the interview. But when we talk about Devontae Smith and the wide receiver position, be on the lookout tomorrow, by the way, for my three players that the Jaguars should draft on Action Sports Jacks. I'm not sure what time that's going to play at, but it's going to be on TV. I do a little TV spot today. And 
I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give the spoilers away. But spoiler alert, they're all defensive guys. And I see some mock drafts. Some experts have, you know, maybe Kadarius Toney. Maybe a wide receiver. Maybe an offensive tackle even to help out Trevor Lawrence. Like, I get it. The narrative is we got to help out Trevor Lawrence. You know, thank you for coming here. Now here's what you get, right? And Urban Meyer would be happy to do that. At the same time, though, at the wide receiver position at 25, like, hey, if Devontae Smith, if Jamar Chase, um, you know, if one of those guys falls to 25, well, then, yeah, duh, you're going to take him. That's a no-brainer. Or even Waddle, obviously, too. But that's not going to happen. But when we talk about guys like Kadarius Tony, who kind of falls within the same realm, in my opinion, um, maybe as like a Rondale Moore, right, or maybe a 2-2 Atwell, well, those guys you can get at pick 33 or in the second round. So, like, I I don't think the focus should be, hey, I know we got about Trevor Lawrence. Let's get him a weapon in that first round. I get that that sounds good. And just having it roll off my tongue, it sounds great. But do we think Kadarius Tony is foot, you know, uh, hand and fist better than Elijah Moore? Hand and fist better than Rondale Moore? Hand and fist better than Tutu Atwell? I'm not sure. And we can say the same thing at the offensive tackle position. Where if Pinel Sewell somehow falls to what's not going to happen once again. But if he falls to 25, well, then, yeah, let's go ahead and take him. But it's not going to happen. So you mean to tell me you're going to draft, oh, I don't know, the fourth, the fifth best offensive tackle or offensive lineman in the draft that picked 25? Why? Why would you do that when you can pick the best defensive tackle or maybe the best safety or maybe even the second best defensive tackle, depending on where you rank? I have a hard time believing that the fifth best offensive tackle is going to come in here and win that starting job day one. And if he's not going to win the starting job and sit behind Cam Robinson or Juwan Taylor, well, then where's the value in that? The key word has been value from Urban Meyer all year. Then stick to it and focus on the defensive side of the ball or something along that nature. But to me, the value at wide receiver, even though it's sexy and exciting, to me, the value of taking the, the fifth or fourth, whatever the case may be, depending on the draft goes, offensive tackle, it's not there. So stick to the defense. Not the sexiest thing, safety, interior defensive line, or even edge, but it might be the most necessary thing. More on ESPN 690 when we get back.